Hey y'all, welcome. My name is Caitlin Darty, and welcome to my podcast, Hot Takes with Kate. In this podcast, we'll discuss all things life, athletics, relationships, and faith. I cannot wait for you to come along on this journey with me and have great conversations with so many amazing people. Let's get honest and bring on the hot takes. Hey y'all, and welcome back to Hot Takes with Kate. I am so excited for this episode. Today, we have Stacy and Wayne Dickens, who are two of the most amazing and faithful people I know. So much, in fact, that they baptized me back in November. They just moved to Dallas from Kentucky this past summer. They have three kids, Naomi, Cannon, and Duke. They are leading their new ministry called Athletes United in partnership with Fellowship of Christian Athletes and Athletes in Action at Southern Methodist University, which is my alma mater. And Wayne is also the chaplain for SMU football. They have been working for FCA for 17 years and just took on this new ministry, Athletes United. So this is an amazing opportunity for them, and we'll be talking about it a lot on this podcast. Additionally, they'll also have been married for 14 years coming up in May, which is so awesome. So please put your hands together and welcome my friends and mentors, Stacy and Wayne Dickens. Hello, Stacy and Wayne. Thank you for coming on Hot Takes with Kate. I am so excited to have you. I've been waiting to do this with y'all for a long time. So thank you for taking the time to come on and uh, record this with me. Yay. No, thank you. We're excited to be here. <laughs> awesome. All right. So given that my podcast is called Hot Takes with Kate, I love to start out with a hot take. So what is your hot take on life? It could be literally on anything. All right. So I'll go first. And I kind of stumbled on this uh, a couple months ago. So my hot take is... The goal of the Christian life is not to be a Christian. The goal of the Christian life is to develop a relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. And when you develop a relationship with Jesus Christ, then you reflect Christ and people see him. But I think we spend so much time trying to do all of the things, going to church, reading our Bibles, being a good person that we get focused on being a Christian more than actually developing a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so hopefully that, that hot take is, is good enough. <laughs> I, think, I love that hot take. That's so awesome because I think we get it caught up in, oh, this is what I have to do as a Christian. And we I find identity as a Christian instead of finding identity in Christ. Yep. So I love that. That's awesome. Stacy. Yeah. What's, what's your hot take? <laughs> What is my hot take? Well, if I can just piggyback a little before that on Wayne, I rarely tell people I'm a Christian. Um, Usually I tell them I'm a follower of Jesus for that reason. Because unfortunately today, I think, you know, when you think about the word Christian, it means little Christ. But when people say I'm a Christian, they usually don't mean that they're usually saying it like oh I'm a Christian I go to church and they list all the things that they do instead of what Wayne is saying which is like a real relationship with Jesus Christ and so Wayne that was a good hot take thank you thank you yeah I love that 
I have a hot take now. Are you ready? Let's go. I'm ready. <laughs> I am not a fan of the new 2023 trend, which is men carrying purses. Mm. I said it. I'm sorry. I'm just no, not. I I've been seeing that. I've been seeing that on social media a lot. And I know, who knows, like, wherever this goes, I might get heat for that. <laughs> But I'm sorry. <laughs> I am not a fan and I'm willing to take that all the way to whatever lengths I need to. But yeah, I can't stand that. I just think, you know, there's just certain things that a girl should have and certain things a guy should have. And boom. I and said purses what are do you not think, Caitlin? For guys. <laughs> yes. No. Okay, but there has been controversy whether guys should wear fanny packs like the Lululemon ones. Have you seen that? So, <laughs> Wayne's okay. like, no. So, <laughs> Wayne would probably say no. The fanny pack, it depends on which one. No. I will make an exemption for a fanny pack. <laughs> no fanny packs at all. Oh, man. If it's like, if it's like a Louis Vuitton fanny pack, no. like the bigger one, then <laughs> maybe. All right, but so, so if it's like one of those little baby purses, like have you seen like the big basketball players, these giant tall basketball players with this tiny little purse in their hand? Like, no, like that's just ridiculous. No. <laughs> I mean, I can't I can't disagree with you. So <laughs> I mean, listen, I heard Jordan Peterson on a video, he said, uh, why aren't we teaching men to go get cowboy boots instead of dressing up like in tutus or whatever it may be? It's kind of like, how can we make men men yep. more in today's society? And I think it's lacking a lot of that. And there's going to be a lot of controversy around that. And there is already. But, you know, we have to build men up as men. And I'm sure, Wayne, like you're doing that with uh, your sons. And um, it's just mm -hmm. a big thing right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think... I think there's beauty in both genders. Um, and I think like the way God designed it, he designed it for, um, for women to have um, the norm in certain areas and for guys to have the norm in certain areas. And the, the whole goal of Christ was to bring us together. And so the reason why we've, this is now a hot take about men wearing purses, right? <laughs> and men being men and women being women is because we are now so disconnected from God and everybody's trying to encompass everything autonomously inside of themselves, right? And that was never the design. The design was always for us to be connected through relationship with Christ, through relationship with our spouse, and then in relationship with our fam with our family. And so I don't have to wear, uh, carry a purse because my wife carries a purse. And if I need to put something in her bag, I ask her, will she, will she put my keys in her bag? You know? Um, yeah. So. And I will say Wayne will hold my purse if I need him to temporarily. But I definitely have a time limit on that. 
It's like, okay, you got yourself <laughs> together because I need to give you this thing back. But it's but it's not his purse, you know. I think that's like where you're just you're just you know making the discrepancy. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. like on a more on a more serious note, I I don't think the clothes define the man. I don't think the purse defines a woman. But I, but what I love about some of those things is that they're a representation of who God has made us to be. And so, you know, the femininity and the masculinity and how that can be different, you know, for different people and, um, and like the purse carrying, it's not so much that like, wow, it's a sin if a man carries a purse. It's just, it doesn't speak to the man, like who he is as a man and that, that role. And I just think sometimes how we present ourselves to the world says so much. It says a lot about who we are as people. So I'm done on that one. <laughs> I rest my case. No, I, I, I love those hot takes. They're very like two total opposite ones, but I love both of them uh, because it's a major thing nowadays. I mean, especially with the, um, the Christian hot take Wayne, that you had, uh, I think there's a lot of people in churches that are wearing, you know, their wolves and sheep's cloth. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they like to say, Oh, I got a cross on my neck and I'm a Christian. And this is, you know, what I am. Yeah. And a lot of the times it's used for manipulation yeah. or other things. And it's, that's not how it was designed to be. No, so. not at all. Not at all. And, you know, like, even for me, I think I was, I was attempting to follow Christ without getting to know Christ. And, you know, I think my marriage has been great to help me to understand the process that it takes to really, I mean, intimately know someone. Um, And even as that person evolves and grows and changes. um, And so, you know, I can't even remember at some point the, the, the Lord just, spoke to me and just said, hey, you're not reading the Bible to to gain more knowledge. You're reading the Bible to know me better. And um, and I think if we engage all of our religious activities, right, um, reading the Bible, going to church, being obedient, if we if we look at it through that lens, then it changes the it changes the dynamic of it. Right. Like I'm not being obedient to what God is called me to do um because it's going to help me get a bigger house in heaven i'm being obedient to what god has asked me to do because he's my father and he asked me to do and he Mm. and he asked me to do that out of um a blessing to me and not a a not for him to flex his authority over my life yeah that's so true and that reminds me of uh, the verse, you know, boasting, uh, you know, by doing things for him. No, we can't boast in that. We have to boast um, in doing him doing things through us because we're we're not. Um, I may have said that wrong, but but yeah. So I mean, yeah, I think a lot of people love to boast in the things that they do to show, oh, I'm a Christian, and it's like, no, you can't do that. Like, be humble yep. because. He's ultimately the one that's getting you there, not us. So definitely, yeah. Well, cool. Okay, let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, move on to some questions. 
So uh, recently, uh, y'all started a new ministry called Athletes United, and previously you both were working under FCA. So let's just go into a little bit about it so people can become aware and um, get to know what you know Christ is doing through y'all. Yeah, so I'll start. Um, God powerfully used the Fellowship of Christian Athletes and sports ministry in general in both Stacey and I's lives. Um, both of us had an opportunity to get saved at a um, sports camp um, while we were in college. And, you know, I, I started working in sports ministry at 23 years old. And so wow. now being 40, um, I've, I've been working and Stacey and I have been working in sports ministry for 17 years. And whenever you do anything for that long period of time, there's just going to be a tremendous amount of growth and a tremendous amount of big vision, especially for Stacey and I, that, that God began to lay on our hearts. And so we, we enjoyed every second with, um, FCA and, um, incredibly dear friends and people that we call family um, today. Um, but really what the Lord began to birth in us, probably almost the exact same time we got on campus at SMU was just a really big vision to do deep one-on-one -on -one discipleship with coaches and athletes beginning here at SMU. And we just, we just want to leave our hands open to what God wants to do. Um, and, we just found with our experience and our time and just understanding what the vision of FCA is, um, that it would be wise for us and honoring to them as well for us to just step off and launch our own um, ministry. So I love the vision of our ministry. I'll share it really quickly. Um, the, the vision of Athletes United is to unite the hearts of coaches and athletes with Jesus Christ. And I love that vision because over the last 17 years, when we've seen that happen, there is no telling what God is going to do in that person's heart. You know, for, for some of those folks, they have um, radically been transformed into different people. For some of those folks, um, they've had a powerful call on their life to go into ministry. For some of those folks, it has created an incredible marriage and family that we would have never imagined happened. Um, and the cool thing about walking with Jesus Christ and being united with him is the sky is the limit. And so we just really feel um, excited about what God is going to continue to do in the, in the hearts of coaches and athletes when they get united with him. I love that. Stacey, did you want to yeah. add anything? I was just going to say that, you know, what I love about what God has done in me and Wayne is really just how he birthed the ministry in us is really through Wayne. And um, Wayne began his ministry 17 years ago, like he said. And thankfully, you know, we've been married for, it'll be 14 years in May. And so being married to him and dating him really at the start of when he began ministry um, has been cool for me because I get to see all of that. And then I came alongside him officially on staff 11 years ago. And so what I love about what God has done is the ministry is ours together and he's called us to work together. Um, and that's been incredible for when we have 
victories because then we're celebrating these victories together in ministry. But it's also been really just helpful when we have defeats or when we have frustrations or when we have, you know, downfalls or like the times we've messed up in ministry. Like we get to do that together. We get to lean on each other together. And so I believe that what God has called us to with this ministry is so much more than just, hey, it's a 501c3. It's, it's we're doing life with people. We're bringing them into our world. And um, we just believe that God has called us to be very relation, relational. And so we're in it for the long game, just like God is in it for the long game with mm-hmm. us. And, um, and so that's how we like to minister to people. We're here, not just for the four years that they're on campus or the couple seasons if they're a coach and they transfer somewhere else we're here for them for their entire lives and so um that's really the heartbeat behind athletes united is just for us to continue in that vein and just continue working for the lord and glorifying him oh that's awesome i'm i'm very excited for y'all and i can't wait to see where this new ministry goes i think you both are so gifted. And I've been so blessed to have y'all uh, come to Dallas and, you know, get to know y'all better um, and even baptize me back in November. And it was so cool uh, to have that. So I guess there's, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there, you know, on the fence, whether they should go into ministry. How did you guys know that you wanted to dedicate, you know, your life to ministry essentially? I did not want to dedicate my life to ministry. I had no desire <laughs> at all to be a poor preacher. I knew that was coming. Like, well, that's awesome. I, like, listen, I, I grew up going to church, and all the preachers I knew were poor. And I grew up poor. <laughs> and and me and the Lord had a lot of um, conversations about this because it was not my desire at all. Um, when when FCA hired me, I thought I would come back. I had gotten released from the Titans. I thought I would come back and work with my mentor um, for a year or two while I was getting ready for the LSATs and headed to law school to be a lawyer. Um, And during that time, being back on Auburn's campus and working with Chad and working with the football team there, I just fell in love with serving athletes and coaches. And um, it could not have happened any other way um, because I was completely opposed to it. I had no desire to do it. And, and I think as I've gone through ministry, most of the, most of the good ministers, most of the good um, leaders didn't want to do it. Uh, right. but, but the Lord um, just uniquely gifted and talented Stacy and I to be um really good at this. And so this is where, where the Lord has us. It's really cool. Yeah. I think, uh, like you said, uh, Wayne, you know, you look at ministry, sometimes you're like, there's no money in it. How am I going to live? <laughs> and yeah. I think that's the, probably the biggest hesitation. So how did you know, you know, I think we get caught up in, I want this, I want this for my life and this is how I want to do it. How did you get past that? almost selfish, uh, desire and look to the Lord and ha- know that he was calling you to that. Stacy, I'll let you lead on this one. So same way with Wayne, just a different, you know, path, but I did not want to be a ministry. I had my whole life planned 
Wayne knows me. He knows I'm a planner to a fault. Like I plan every little last detail. So I had my life planned. I was going, I went, I, and so far my plan was happening the way I wanted it to. I went to Auburn University, which is where I wanted to go. I majored in interior design, which is where I wanted to major. I got a job with a firm that does hotels, and that's the exact niche of design that I wanted to get into. So as far as I was concerned, I was in the driver's seat of my life, and everything was going the way I wanted it to go. When I got married to Wayne Dickens, (laughs) um, all of that took a turn in the best way. I just didn't realize it at the time. Um, So once we got married, both of both him and I agreed that I would stay home for a year to take care of Naomi um, once I gave birth to her. So stay home for a year. He said, Stacy, if you want to go back to work, I support you. If you want to continue staying at home, I support you. But let's just both kind of just honor Naomi in this time and just serve her well as parents and especially as her mother. And so I was like, cool, you know, let's do this. Um, But when she was 15 months, I decided to get back into the workforce. And I wasn't really sure where. And because I'm such a practical, like, you know, meet a need type of person, my introduction to the ministry was more of a practical meeting a need. And what I mean by that is at the time, Wayne really needed an administrative assistant. And so I became his administrative assistant. And that was the birth of my life in ministry. But the Lord has just taken that and blossomed it into something I would have never expected and things that I would say I would I didn't necessarily want. And I'm gonna fast forward a little bit here. So the part I didn't want was moving to Kentucky. Um when we At this point, it was 2017. We had three kids at this point. And the Lord really wanted to do something special in our ministry and a new chapter in our ministry. And and so I did not want to move to Bowling Green, Kentucky. I did not want to do ministry at Western Kentucky University. I wanted to stay right in Alabama where we were, where where all of our community was where our church was, where our people were, but God was really trying to stretch us. And I went kicking and screaming, okay? I'm not, I don't have this like romantic story to tell you of just how well I did and how faithful I was. I was not faithful. I went kicking and screaming. But when I got to Kentucky, I began to see how the Lord just organically began to bring young ladies my way and um, athletes and coaches' wives and it just kept happening. And so I then at that moment uh, transitioned from an admin staff to a field staff working in the ministry with coaches and athletes. And I kind of looked up and was just like, how did I get here? Um, but it was all God. And I really kind of just stumbled into it. And I'll say this uh, last thing. Um, sometimes I wonder if I'm honest about the people who are like, yes, I want to get in ministry. Um, No judgment. Um, I'm sure the Lord uses those people. And I'm excited when people are excited about ministry. But ministry is not glamorous. 
Um, it's hard. Um, there's a lot of victories, like just special moments that are so great. Like when we baptized you, Caitlin, like that is what it's all about for us. That's our favorite part of ministry yep. is baptism. But then there's like really hard moments too, where you share the gospel and someone doesn't quite get it and you just love them so much. And you just see them go down this path that is just destructive for them. And those are the really hard moments. It's, it's hard and it's a lot of pain, um, but man, it is so rewarding and so worth it. And um, I am so glad that the Lord has called us to this and that I didn't go down the path that I had set for myself because this life has been so much fuller and so much more satisfying and just more joy than I could have ever made for myself. So, yeah, no, I love that. I think uh, ministry is definitely one of those things where people are so hesitant, especially at a young age, which I know y'all went into it at a very young age as well. And so uh, I think that's really encouraging for anyone, you know, wanting to maybe do it or questioning it uh, and, you know, very realistic as well. But any yeah. job, any any job is hard. <laughs> yes. yeah. And I think, you know, people think life should be so easy and it's not. Yeah. Uh, this world is broken and we're going to go through hardships and Jesus tells us that. And we just have to know that, you know, life here is not perfect, but yeah. you know, life with him is so. Well, but I think uh -huh. too, I think as a, as a, as the family of God, we need to think about ministry differently because when we give our hearts to Christ, we are all enrolled in ministry, right? So Caitlin, with this mm -hmm. podcast, you can yep. use this as a platform for ministry and a builder who builds a house the same way football coaches. I tell our coaches all the time, um, you don't have to be employed by a 501 C three or a church to be involved in ministry. You just gotta be willing to share Christ and love people. And you can do mm -hmm. that anywhere you are. Yeah, that's true. Even with social media platforms, I think everyone thinks, oh, I have to have a big platform and so many followers. And you don't, you know, you just have to, even if it's just a few people, even if it's 10 people, if, you know, 20 people were standing in a room, that's a lot of people. Yeah. And I think people don't realize, you know, they just look at the the visual of the number. Oh, I have to have 10,000 followers, you know, to get to people and you don't. It's, mm. it's so much more uh, than that. That's good, Caitlin. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Uh, we'll kind of move on to athletics. Um, you both were athletes. What is your hot take on athletics? I think this could be, uh, this could be pretty good. I, all right. So this is my hot take. If you are, if you're an athlete and you complain about officiating during the game, you should be immediately ejected out of the game. Immediately ejected. Like, no ifs, ands, buts about it. Like the thing that that irritates me the most is watching athletes complain about not getting a call or, or getting held or whatever that is. And they just cry about it. And it just, for me, kind of growing up when I grew up where you didn't complain about not getting calls and all that other stuff, it, it just kind of irritates me to know. So I don't know how how to take that is, but that's interesting. I think right for very few sports that, uh, and actually I'd say all sports, I think, uh, we all get in our heads 
too much and uh, think that it should be all perfect. And I think especially high school athletes, when they get to college, you're in for a shock. Yeah. Stacy, did you have one? So mine is, I'm, I'm going in a little different direction. And a friend of mine who is a former Auburn softball player actually shared this and I never thought of this before, but what she said was athletes typically are not very good at time management mm -hmm. because they're used to their schedule being made for them and people telling them where to go all the time. And so when they graduate, a lot of times they're like, oh, like, They'll be like, oh, I'm just going to go to the gym and go work out. And then they like go and they're like, well, I don't really, I don't know what to do. And I don't have anybody holding me accountable, telling me to wake up. And then, wait, I got to manage this and I got to do that. And it's like, man, like they're like, they just realize like, oh, I'm not, I, I got to figure this thing out. And I just had dinner yesterday with a, another softball player. She actually played at WKU, but she actually lives out here in Dallas and we connected and got caught up and she said the exact same thing. Like she was just like, man, like the struggle was real. Like when I went out on my own and graduated, she was like, I am not good at time management. And I thought all these years that I was and I am not. And I've had to really like put these things in place around my life to hold me accountable to make sure I'm doing what I need to do. Um, so anyway, I just thought it was an interesting perspective because I think like it's almost like a crutch for athletes like anybody would think man what a joy for someone to be telling me where to go what to do how to do it 24 7 well I don't know it's kind of a crutch if you don't realize that you know you're gonna have to do that on your own later so I don't know what do you think about that Caitlin you were an athlete I think it's more so taking on the responsibility. That's the shock. I think for anyone coming out of college, it's like, wait, I had my schedule lined out for me for four years. What do I do now? I mean, you have your work schedule, but beyond that, like you really have to figure out, okay, when am I going to work out? Because you're not yeah. being forced to go work out in the mornings anymore. It's like, oh, okay. This is, this is weird. This is a shock. And it, yeah. we blame it on I, athlete identity crisis, which I do believe there is that struggle uh, coming out of your sport. But I think the whole time management aspect of it is definitely a struggle because you don't know how to manage, oh, when should I work out? Uh, when should I clean my house? Uh, you know, all these things, how should I manage friendships? Because a lot of the time your friends are in your sport and in, you're hanging out with them all the time. And so you'll go get dinner after practice or something like that. But it's also putting yourself out there to find new friends, which I feel like a lot of athletes don't do in college. Leave it off with one last question. But uh, if you could give athletes any piece of advice, uh, current athletes in college, uh, what would you tell them? Um, I can go. Um... So I would tell them, um, and this is kind of cliche, and I think we all know it, but we just continue to see this happening. So I feel like it needs to be said again. Um, your athletic 
career is going to come to an end mm. at some point, whether it's one year or whether it's 30 years, it's going to come to an end and you've got to decide how you're going to leverage that opportunity to make connections and get jobs and find your husband, find your wife, get, have kids, do all the things you want to do for the rest of your life. I think athletes, college athletes are such a small percentage of the world and they have this amazing opportunity. And I think so many of them just take it for granted and just forget like, this is, this is a moment in time that I get to have, what am I going to do with it? And I would just encourage them to just capitalize on that opportunity in every shape and form and be willing to let it go and release it when it's over. Because when you get yourself ready for all these other things in life, when it does come time to throw in the towel, it's not going to hurt so much. It's not going to feel so much of an identity crisis, like you were saying. So that would be my best piece of advice. So my piece of advice would be um, that every week they need to go to lunch with a coach, a um, major donor, or a professor at the university. Um, my experience post, um, post-athletic career is my grades and what I did on the field did not matter, does not matter as much as the names of the people that I have in my phone. And I was really fortunate to get connected to a handful of incredible people while I was at Auburn. And like, I'll I'll tell you this story. Um, Through a series of events, I ended up helping this guy and his wife move their daughter into this incredible home in Auburn, right? And so they invited me and my teammate to uh, go to dinner as kind of a thank you. They paid us, but they were also just, you know, wanting to get, get to know us. My teammate didn't come. I came. These folks end up becoming essentially extended family members over the last 24 years, yeah. right? Um, Stacy and I are young and married, and we mm-hmm. have an opportunity, and we're looking for our very first house, right? And we're poor, like, poor we don't have any money right um and so we're having lunch with with this couple um and they say oh you guys are looking for a house we have a house that we're not using anymore that we love to sell to you guys right so me and stacy go home and i think it's the house that i helped move their daughter into Mm -hmm. years ago right Wow. And and I told Stacy, I said, hey, we're going to go to this house. We're going to be nice, but <laughs> we are, uh, we cannot afford this house. So don't get yourself excited. We go to the house. Not only do they offer to sell us the house, but they ask us what we can afford to pay a wow. month and a mortgage. They, um, they finance the mortgage for us. Wow. And I mean, and after we moved out of that house, 
they let us sell that house. They basically sold us the house at 50% off. Mm-hmm. And that house wow. was the financial foundation for everything we've been able to do in the last yeah. 15 years. Oh my goodness. Wow. And, and so my teammate didn't go to dinner and I did. <laughs> and I built this relationship with this Man. incredible family who have been supportive to us in so many different ways. And not just financially, but as friends. And we've, been down to their place and um, went on vacations with them and, you know, and and so the people you have an opportunity to meet, especially here at SMU, meet them all. Go Mm -hmm. to every lunch you can while you're an athlete, because when you're an athlete, that's when they most want to get to know you. Once you graduate, you're kind (laughs) of old news, you know? Yeah. And if you don't, if you don't already have that relationship, <laughs> then good luck trying to get it after you graduate. Man, that's so cool. I, I got chills with you telling me that, Wayne. That, I mean, and honestly, you know, at the end of the day, like you have people in that in your life and they are the biggest blessings and they also inspire you, I feel like, to, yeah. to carry on, you know, the things that they are doing to, you know, help you and uh, minister to you because that's that's a that's a love right there and uh, an amazing relationship. And I think at SMU, you have all the opportunities in the world to do that. And the SMU network is what they like to call it. Oh, yes. um, you, it's only what you make it. Uh, and I think people don't realize that and they get there and they're like, Oh, I'm just going to have these people coming up to me. It's like, no, you have to put yourself out there, uh, Mm -hmm. to, you know, pursue those relationships. And I think that's anything in life, even when you get into the corporate world, you know, the relationships with people higher up are only what you make it. You have to pursue those relationships and put yourself out there, uh, to make yourself known essentially. Definitely. Definitely. That's cool. Well, Thank you all so much for coming on the podcast. Um, I hope to have y'all back at some point um, because this is one of the most amazing conversations I've had on here so far. So um, thank you again for coming and taking the time to record this with me. Um, You've been such a blessing and I'm excited to see where Athletes United goes. Awesome. We are excited to see where your podcast goes. Thank you. And thank you. We want to thank you because you have been just, you've just been a joy. You've just been a breath of fresh air. Um, and I can't go without saying just how you've served those girls on the rowing team, just with your heart and with your time, with your money, with your energy and with your love, you know, God is so happy, so pleased with you and, just thank you for trusting us and bringing us into your world. And we love you. We're excited. Uh, We're doing this together. <laughs> yeah. This is a partnership uh, together. This is awesome. So. Uh, well, thank you so much. I appreciate that, Stacey, and you too, Wayne. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll see you all uh, next time. All right. Thank you. Cool. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Hey, y'all. Thanks again for tuning in to Hot Takes with Kate. I hope you enjoyed today's hot takes. We air every other Tuesday, so stay tuned for more hot takes to come. I hope you come back for more and hot takes next time. So see y'all later.